0: You can fill your balloons with your nuclear waste.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number two hundred and five of Grumpy Old Benz for Wednesday, December fourteenth, twenty twenty two. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside of Chirac, where I've caught another bug, but it hasn't caught me.
0: And from America's left coast, where I have not seen the zephyr go by in ages, I'm Ryan Bemrose. You need a uh, telescope,
1: I think. Uh, it's yeah, there. really long range. <laughs> I also need the Earth to be flat. You need, well, or you need a perch go high <laughs> just keep go higher and higher and higher what are we talking
0: i mean how high let's see i bet i could calculate that uh assuming well assuming a spherical earth which i do um oh, well, you're not into the it'd flat earth be thing. several hundred miles high
1: sir match would be the only one mad if you said you believed in the flat earth and i don't think he listens anymore so it's okay it doesn't
0: matter what i believe it it's really all about what i'm willing to argue for the purpose of trolling
1: ah well that also helps that also helps. But I got another stomach bug or something. So if we need to truncate oh, the why? show, I don't know. Have, I don't. have you tried not getting sick? No, I guess not. But I you do have a, do that. a new Gatorade here. I can open up. Ooh, makes, See, makes I'm the one trying the to get sick because I'm too
0: stubborn to start the stove.
1: Well, yeah, you said 54 degrees in your
0: home. And the, the current temperature in this room is 54, which is 20 degrees warmer than when it
1: is outside. Wow, it got cold there. Although oh, it's going to be like in the teens here next week.
0: Yeah, we don't normally get temperatures like that unless and people stop existing. But <laughs> everybody freezes to death or what? I mean, yes, because we have a very sizable homeless population in the region. And, Ooh. you know, when it gets to 34, you know, just above the freezing point for those of you who use that weird system that isn't U.S. It, you know, uh, anyway. it when it gets that cold, you just people issue blankets and coats. I mean, you know, our, our tax money goes to coats every single winter. Like, oh, just throw them out on the street and people use them. And, and you know, those tents are really well insulated that are on every sidewalk. I don't know exactly, but there's a big difference in livability outside between 34 Fahrenheit and 14 Fahrenheit.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it is life and death. Literally. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you
0: know, one of the reasons, for example, why uh, this part of the country doesn't have a lot of mosquitoes, for example, there's there's a lot of nuisance bugs that you get down in the southern parts of the country or, you know, tropical areas that are just a nuisance all the time. And you just know, like, you don't go out without clothing that covers you or you're going to get mosquito eaten, whatever. We don't have that kind of nuisance bugs. We don't get cockroaches. We don't get a lot of that stuff out here because. It freezes in the winter and it kills all of them. Well, that's the same reason why you don't have a lot of homeless people in the Midwest.
1: It does make sense. You don't want to be outside here in Chicago. They all end up on lower Wacker drive and there's the end up sleeping on the, the vents that come out of. I was going to say, isn't your streets heated out there somewhere? Yeah, that's well, because it all comes out of like the sewer or something. And there is heat that comes out through there. It's very weird.
0: Well, I mean, if, if that's your only heat, I guess the sewer, I, I yeah, mean, at yeah, what yeah. point are you just not picky anymore? Right. You take the smell because you're not going to die,
1: I guess, yeah. is the, the main way to go.
0: That's evolution in action. The people who don't mind the smell are the ones who
1: live. And they're the ones where it's like, you know, there are alternatives. And this is why most of the the liberal policies don't work. is because most of the people on the streets are drug addicts who don't want to stop being drug addicts and i'm sorry did you mean the people in the legislatures well them too yeah (laughs) have you seen the laws in both washington and illinois that would explain a lot
0: my my show prep today involved looking up laws but we'll get to that
1: (laughs) yeah laws okay if you want to be angry laws in this country are a great place to start because they should be simple but they never are I have to imagine that Jen Briney
0: is the, has the most cheerful, sunny disposition of any human being on earth, because that's the only way I can even contemplate how she can do what she
1: does and read all of the shit that comes out of Congress and still not sound like me. Do you think she still does? I think she's successful enough. She could have somebody read it for her and just pretend <laughs> that she's doing oh, you it. I mean, just like the, the legislators. Yes, do. exactly. Yeah. We have to let it pass so we know what's in there. They rely on having underlings who will consume it. I mean, you want some. Usually, if you if you want to do it right, I would assume you'd have lawyers reading it as well, and then give you the bullet points of what is coming out of this. But getting me corporate lawyers are who was writing it. Well, this is also true, and this is the problem with having laws that are so far down the rabbit hole and so filled with pork that a law that is passing for one thing, I'll have something totally different thrown into it. And that is the one thing I don't even understand why. I mean, I get, I understand why it's all about money, but I would think there would be rational people on both sides who would be all for, you know, a law should only have one topic in it. Now there may be multiple parts of it, but you crazy libertarian, what the hell are you trying to destroy our country? Trying to make the whole system easy for people to understand. And not have to have a legal mind. I mean, you look at what. How are you is- going to attach all the pork to the National Defense
0: Authorization Act if you can only put one topic in each law?
1: Exactly. That would be better. Then you would own the money. You know where it would be going. Kind of. Probably not. <laughs> wow. We've just we've just gone from wishful thinking into pure fantasy. Yeah. Well, now I mean, look at what's going on with just doing your income tax as a personal citizen. What is involved in this now? Yeah, it's called buying TurboTax. Yeah, hoping that trusting that their numbers are coming out right, right. Well, that's it, and that's easy to do if you have a very simple job. It becomes much harder if you're a podcaster. You know, I mean, these kind Uh, of things uh, for what you can deduct and what you can't. And this was not really that much different than when I was just doing web design full time because you need a guy that knows or a gal don't want to misgender that knows how much you can take off of. And claim for your mortgage and for your heating and air conditioning bills if you're working out of the house. It is not something the average person can do on their own and get it right. And most of the time, the system is set up in such a way that you're going to screw up and probably cost yourself money. It's not that you're going to save money because you're doing the taxes yourself, it's you're not going to take what you can off the top that is legal because you just don't know. Well, you know, Biden's got your
0: back on this one because he hired 86,000 new IRS agents uh-huh. who are going to helpfully tell you exactly how much you owe. As
1: and then they're, as they're dragging you through the streets at the barrel of a gun, taking you to jail for not paying yeah, it? taking
0: it from you. Yes. Yeah,
1: there we go. <laughs> really, they're going to have you upside down and they're going to be shaking you out, seeing what comes out of the pockets. That's what? the new IRS. You remember who uh, Dave Barry was? Yeah, the comic, be. right? The uh, Yeah, well, he was a, a
0: writer for the Miami Herald, but one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And uh, one of the throwaway jokes that he said way back in the day that has stuck with me because it continues to be correct every time is, you know, eventually they're just moving toward the 1040 super, super, super easy, which has only two lines. Line one, how much
1: did you make last year? Line two, send it to us. Yes. That's welcome to socialism. No, actually, yeah. that's communism. <laughs> that's I think. communism. And then we tell you what job you can and cannot do. I mean, we've talked about that. If you, if you're out there and you have sold anything online, like on eBay or something this year, be ready to pay taxes on it because the levels, or is that starting next year? Maybe starting next year. Or is it that, no, I think it is on the taxes for next year. So I think it's already started. Like if you've gone oh, over the, 600 bucks, the 600, yeah, that's well, already in place. I think uh,
0: it's, the argument is that you will owe money on the taxes no matter what, but, you know, there's still minimum income levels and things like that. That hasn't changed. The one, the big, the $600 thing is uh, that all of these transaction companies are now required like PayPal, Venmo, et cetera, to report you to the IRS if you made over 600. And that's the big change because that number used to be 10,000. So yes, you had to take in ten thousand dollars on PayPal or eBay or something before they auto submitted a form to the IRS on your behalf, and now it's six hundred, which is going to catch a lot of people, like scrapbooker people, people who have a bunch of junk in their house and sell it on eBay because they want to get rid of some extra stuff, are suddenly going to realize that they have to file, including a a, a ten ninety eight or form whatever the, the supplemental form is.
1: Yeah, for the profit event. and loss. Yeah. Like you. If you, Which is going to take a lot, bring, deck come, yeah, come as a surprise to a lot of people. Right. Like if you make crafts or something and sell them on Etsy and you're selling something for 50 bucks, but it costs you $40 in material plus labor, then you're really only making $10, but you're going to get reported for all 50. So then it's yeah. your responsibility to prove what part yeah, of that was profit. reporting on revenue. Right. And people don't get that. It's like, but yeah, I mean, even the stupid thing when we ended up buying what ended up being a duplicate Titanic Lego, I think it was last year, which to sell it at a break even point was like $895 or something on eBay so that the payment that was back to me was exactly what we paid to Lego for it. Of course, that's still going to be reported as well. You took it $900. $900. Like yeah but I didn't make a penny on it. Go go explain that one to the IRS. Yeah, well, you know on the plus side, you
0: you have you have two ways you can handle it. One is you can just pay more taxes, which is of course what the Biden administration wants, or two is that you can spend 5 days worth of your time, whatever that time is worth, trying to dig through all of this awful tax code and lose 5 days of wages or three because I'm terrible at counting is <laughs> but you, you were can, a math major. Yeah. That's why I'm, I, that's why I'm bad at arithmetic. Oh, that makes sense. Show me some differential equations. I I'm right there. You know, complex calculus. I got you arithmetic.
1: <laughs> three you need plus a calculator. Three, no idea. <laughs> that seems way too hard.
0: But the third, the third option is that you pay somebody. So either way, no matter what, it's going to cost you extra money. Either you send the extra money to the IRS You send the money to uh, an accountant or tax prep dude, or you spend your own time, which is effectively losing money. So this
1: is guaranteed a money loser for everybody in America, no matter what. And the main thing is at this point, in order to be able to prove your profit and loss, you actually have to have receipts. And that's the one thing a lot of people don't have. No, nobody keeps receipts for small shit. If you're doing a business, You probably should, but if you're selling stuff, not as a business, just like, oh, yeah, I bought this last year and didn't need it, so I'm selling it on eBay, then, yeah, you have to have the receipt. Otherwise, you're going to get ganked on the whole amount. So be ready for that and always keep your receipts. And again, who keeps receipts? Nobody. My wife does. Now that she bought this, this was like two years ago, the little uh, little people are going to start. Yeah. But this is going
0: to be a huge windfall in stolen money. I mean, taxes. (laughs) Same thing for the IRS this year from
1: people who didn't keep receipts, because who does? You need one of these little quick document two sided scanners that you just put in a bunch of pages and it just scans them all and saves them to PDF and then does the character recognition for you so you could go through and sort everything. But I guess most people buy crap online now, so maybe it's easier to go back. I'm relatively protected by my wife's OCD, but (laughs) right. That helps. (laughs) having records for everything, but just be aware because the government, they want your money. They said no new taxes. I mean, Joe Biden has said multiple times, if a family makes under 400,000, they won't pay a penny in taxes. So I think there's going to be a lot of people really upset (laughs) when the bill comes. They're like, but Joe said
0: uh, uh, there is actually, I mean, he's, he's not entirely wrong. There is a method that
1: involves paying no taxes and then they throw you in jail. Yeah. But then they're like, well, how do we get out? Well, you got to pay your taxes plus fees plus. And I said the, I think in one of the previous episodes. Uh, and you have to swear fealty to the wokeness. That may be. I think if I mentioned that one of the previous said anything
0: Republican on Twitter, you're never getting out.
1: Well, right. That's why it's scary now on Twitter where I can't get a blue check mark. Elon, what's wrong, buddy? I went just you to can't. see, to go through the process and I clicked on the, give me a blue check mark, bitch, or something. The button was like, and it was like, you're uneligible right at this point, they, they're like, what do you mean <laughs> oh, but, uneligible but have they have they actually started the the pay for yes, what the Twitter whatever it is yeah, Twitter blue there is it has started. How I can have you noticed, be uneligible. I don't know Not everybody was eligible, I thought so too. It's like if you're willing to pay the eight bucks, and I don't know at first, I'm looking through the uh the requirements for it. And one of them said that uh you had to have a profile photo. I'm like, oh well, maybe that's it because I, uh you know, it's a Funko Pop rendering that I use as yeah. the the photo there. But I look, well, you and there you've were seen other the people. line art drawing that
0: I use for everything.
1: Well, you're like, yeah, just the little cat. The yeah. uh no, but it, yeah, I know. the cat's on your shoulder, acting like it's going to kill you or something. Yeah. But I went through, and there were other. You know, I was interested because there were some other no agenda uh, producers that already had the blue check mark and some of them did not have a photo. So it's like, it can't be the photo or, you know, maybe they're inconsistent. This could also be it. You know, it's like, why, why are we not eligible? I want to know. It's also possible that they've listened to your show and you're never getting a blue check mark. I thought Elon would like my show. I'm like, Hey, Elon's doing some fun stuff. The other, now if I understood if you were on a uh the hard left, you would listen to my show and be like, We can't give this guy any any platform, which is basically what they did to Trump. Now that the Elon stuff comes out, and I know who cares, but they were well, I think Elon cares. He'd see, he seems to, yes. It seems very clear that Twitter's like, well, back when the Trump thing was going on, well, we can't really find any infringing things, any infringing posts that he actually made, but you know, we're going to block him anyway. Yeah. It was the ends justify the means. And if the means, once you reach that point, you're
0: like, we want the ultimate goal to be, we're blocking this guy because we don't like him because our political overlords say we shouldn't like him and we can't think for ourselves. Then it's not a practice of trying to find something that he did wrong to see if it's, Bad enough. It's a practice of find anything
1: that you can make the excuse for. Seems about right. Yeah, but it shows you the system and what it was, which was not exactly fair and not exactly consistent. No, then again, life neither fair nor consistent. Social media consistent. I don't get it. It should just be an area where
0: people could have free speech, but no. This, by the way, is one of the reasons why I have no hope for AI is we are training all of our AI, but we have woke people training our AI who do not have anything resembling a consistent worldview. It's situational ethics. It's ends justify the means it's we've decided the result at the end. And a lot of them don't even understand that they're thinking this way, but we have decided what we want the outcome to be. Now let's go through some torturous logic and, Come up with how we get to that outcome. That is, in fact, the way of thinking in cancel culture. And we're training. These are the people training our AIs. These are the people showing our AI. They said, OK, so ultimately, the end goal we want is to ban Trump. And now we have to come up with some kind of tortured logic. So this logic is what you should be trained on for how to ban anybody. And the AI is coming out with, I, um, I guess so. Let's see. In this other case over here, we want to ban Trump. We see this Darren O'Neill character here. Okay, then ban Trump.
1: (laughs) We should ban everybody.
0: See, that would be the fair way to go. And that would be fair. That would at least be consistent. But AI, like machine learning, the way that it's designed to work is it tries to build internally consistent rules based on the data set. And if the data set is completely effed up, wonky, then garbage in, garbage out, you're going to have some really inexplicable rules. And
1: suddenly you have AIs running over people with trolleys and you can't trust any social media corporation. I mean, we could just stop there, but you really yeah, can't trust any of them that have proven to make decisions, to go looking for reasons to make decisions rather than going, oh, well, this happens, so we better do this. The, oh, well, we want to ban these people, so let's try to come up with a reason. And then they're not even good enough to come up with the reason. No, we're just going to do it. Social media is a disease. It is. And we have
0: several state governors who are starting to learn this. You know, or or at least or at least they're finally reading the wind and going, oh, people might actually support moving this way. Let's go ahead and do what our constituents want, because we can't make decisions on our own. We'll just do what the
1: pollsters tell us and are banning TikTok. Yeah. Well, now everybody was on board, jumped off because it was Trump's idea. And I don't know. it's coming back. Well, it is bipartisan now, including yeah, Marco Rubio and uh, the the Democrat some Democrats yeah, I, in Illinois. I
0: actually read
1: the Marco Rubio legislation. I, I regret this. And this concept now, though, that social media is good, use air quotes, if it is owned by a company based in the United States, but bad. If that company is based in China or Russia is laughable. It is laughable. However social media does business, that should be what you rate them on, not like, oh well, it's it's got ties to the uh Russians. That's well, the the argument
0: being put forth is what they're doing with your data that's being collected.
1: Does anybody believe that their data is secure when using any social media app? Well, I don't, but yes, lots of people do. Silly people. And I want to know how, I mean, I don't think we'll ever get this data, but I still would contend that TikTok, as an arm of the Chinese government, is able to access anybody and everybody's location that is using the app here in the United States. And I just can't believe nobody's been blackmailed on that account. We talked about that from like day one years ago that when you have the ability to see where everybody is it's very easy to figure out things like affairs from government officials when you could be like wow this attractive 25 year old woman always seems to be where uh president clinton is at the same time huh that's a little weird isn't it but doesn't that def- de- depend on what the definition of is is it uh, it does That was some of the best. I mean, Dictionary.com would have had a great time (laughs) with we have to figure out what is is. They can't figure out what fucking woman would have been redefining words left and right. Uh While while the testimony was going on. Yeah. Well, we got to help Slick Willie. So let's uh, change the change the meaning of is. Come on. So I got to start
0: this story with the name of this act, which was introduced by Marco Rubio in the Senate. And there's equivalent ones. And the reason they call it bipartisan was uh, Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin. And I'm going to fuck up this name. Raja Krishnamurthy from Illinois. Also introduced a a similar one. I don't know from Illinois. Maybe you heard it spoken, but um, the Marco Rubio act in the Senate is called the averting the national threat of internet surveillance, oppressive censorship and influence and algorithmic learning by the Chinese communist party act.
1: (laughs) Is there an acronym for that? Yes. And the entire reason why that
0: garbage came up is so the acronym would be the anti dash social CCP act. No, that's genius. That is exactly what they're calling anti-social CP, CCP. So, Anti averting national threat of Internet surveillance, oppressive censorship and influence and algorithmic learning antisocial.
1: So somebody was given that name and was like, figure out what the fuck the words we're going to use are.
0: <laughs> and they came up the before, with it. I mean, AI could have come up with that, that art, that
1: legislation name. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is a thing of beauty. But as we've also pointed out here on Grumpy Old Benz from day one, the Internet is not a national thing. It is an international thing. It is worldwide. And this concept that you're going to be able to block these social media companies from having a foothold. If you think that you can block TikTok from people's phones, they're going to find out a way to get around that even. Okay. So we're not going to the the big hurdles. And this is because people don't understand tech. The people that listen to us do, but for, I guess your average citizen, well, if it's not in the Apple store and it's not in the Google store, then it doesn't exist. It's like, well, we know that's not true. I mean, how are you going I to un- keep somebody? I the Google store. <laughs> well, see, there you go. And you've got plenty, well, you got plenty of apps, but you have a few. I have all of the apps I want and more. So if you can still install this app without it being in the Play Store, how does, if this is made illegal, and it probably will be, which is going to be, well, you know what? I'm going to go back that off a little bit because I'm not going to say it probably will be. Because I think this would be very hard to get done. This whole like for all the millions of people that are using TikTok, people like drop their shit now because of abortion. And it's like, well, how many people are actually going to get an abortion? You know, it's a very small number, as we've pointed out in the past. And a lot of fucking people on use TikTok. Right. A lot of people use TikTok. A lot more people use TikTok, I think. And I'll be like, well, I want to keep using TikTok. I don't care. Let them have all my data. I have nothing to hide from the Chinese government.
0: And, and, and you know, my position on it is OK, but, you know, I'm also not going to I, I'm also against stepping in and trying to protect your sorry ass from the
1: results of that bad decision. Right. When you realize that you're anyway. But if it is made illegal, what do you do? TikTok still exists. So you're trying to block it from devices in the United States. That is not an easy thing to do.
0: Well, to to be clear, they're not making TikTok illegal. I'm not even sure what that means Exactly the use uh, of TikTok in the United yeah, what, States. What they're doing, no, they're they're not even doing that. What what they're doing is they are using the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, which I, I knew that presidents had been doing this for 40 years, but I did not realize what the justification was. This was a 1977 law which authorizes the president to declare the existence of an unusual and an extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy or economy of the United States that originates in whole or substantial part outside the United States, et cetera, et cetera. It authorizes the president after such a declaration, which, you know, oh, look, just declare somebody, whatever, to block all transactions and freeze assets to deal with the threat. And this is what every president since has used to go after and screw over anybody outside the U.S. that they don't like like hot way and ZTE and Kim.com. Right. Uh, Yeah. And anybody outside uh, Julian Assange, they seized every asset of, uh, uh, WikiLeaks. Was it? Yeah. Because they decided Julian Assange was outside the U S and was a threat. So they declared it. That's, this is the law. Thank you. Thanks Carter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was, he was not a good president.
0: So, uh, the Rubio act, uh, it specifically invokes that one and then calls out and this by the way is surprising uh it calls out ByteDance dance and tiktok as bills or as companies specifically covered in this now I, I i wonder if that passes constitutional muster uh because the constitution very specifically excludes bills of attainder where you pass a law directed against a certain person right. that's why we have really complicated Laws like you know this applies to every company may who made this exact amount of money in 2013, and also is headquartered yes. in a state that is shaped like California, it's or something like, like that. Who
1: is who just happens to be headquartered at one two three Main Street? And, yeah, uh
0: exactly. <laughs> and we have laws like that because the Constitution specifically, it, it, it well, it, it specifically bans bills of attainder, which in the original days meant. You can't pass laws that put somebody to death. You kind of have to have a court system do it. But the Supreme Court has many times ruled that bills of attainder, you can't pass laws that punish any specific person and having your assets seized sounds like punishment. So I'm not sure that this passes constitutional mustard. But oh, the other thing I found when I was reading it is, uh, um, it specifically calls out these companies and says they are not, you know, underneath the, international economic the powers act sees all their assets and they are not allowed to do business in the U S except if they are doing so under the direction of a U.S. intelligence agency.
1: Ha! thought that was an interesting little carve out. Well, yeah. So if you have one of these companies and you're like, wow, they seem to fit criteria a, B and C, but they're still working. Huh? I guess then, you know then, <laughs> that they're working with the uh, intelligence agency. Yes. Yeah. A it's, honeypot, uh, baby. Do, you remember, do we have to teach everybody what a honeypot is? So if TikTok keeps going, then you know it's a CIA operation. Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't necessarily, for me personally, think my data is any more or less safe in the hands of the Chinese government, the Russian government, or our own government here in the United States. I really don't think. I mean, if anything, I think I have way less chance of being prosecuted of something if the Russian or Chinese government has my information as opposed to the United States. So I would probably choose to go with social media companies based outside of the United States for that reason alone. But, you know, if you're working in the intelligence agents, I mean, this I understand why the agencies like CIA, FBI are like, if you're working for us. Don't install TikTok on your phone. That's a yeah, pretty it's, simple rule. That that rule's been around in uh, the people who know for quite a
0: while. But uh, the the other related story uh, was just this week: Texas Governor Greg Abbott banned TikTok on all state devices, which he is the fifth governor to do so, behind the governors of Maryland, South Dakota, South Carolina, and New, uh, New Nebraska. New England,
1: no, because and it's I trivial. Just done any? <laughs> just throw somebody in there. It's trivial to get information off a phone. If you have an app installed on it, that
0: that exfiltrates data as part of its regular operating procedure. Yes. Yes, it is.
1: There's not a big Chinese wall in your phone between your app and all of your other data. That's we have to understand that as well.
0: And I did pull this quote from uh, uh, Michael Beckerman, who is TikTok's head of public policy in North America, uh, who was obviously defending the company saying, well, all of these people are just uh, responding to public hype. And, you know, we don't do anything that other social media companies do or don't do. You know, and his, the quote I pulled was, well, maybe they should consider banning all social media apps from government phones.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, they should. <laughs> yes. Yes, they should. It seems <laughs> like it makes sense because social any well, I would ban any app that is not, Government issued for whoever you're working for, because again, any app is a security threat. Any app, even if at this particular point doesn't have a problem, you don't know when there's an update that's going to be pushed. Because we, as we've talked about a lot in the past, it seems that these app stores, doesn't matter whose it is, they do a lot to make sure that really bad apps don't get on, but a lot still do. But then they're really lax about updates. We don't know how
0: much they do, but they say
1: they do a lot. Right. But we know they're really lax when it comes to updates. So if you get approved and you get up there and you're listed, it's very easy to sneak something else in. It would appear. Sure. <laughs> you, you just. I, I mean,
0: there have been we we've discussed on this show examples of apps where somebody released a perfectly valid flashlight or fart app or something that passed through and got into the iOS app store. And then the very next update, they pushed out a bunch of spyware, but updates don't get the scrutiny. And suddenly the app is now collecting data on everybody and, and go automatic updates. You don't really have a defense against that sort
1: of thing. Well, right. You never know what's going to be just accidentally make its way into the code. That's just sloppy code. Sure. if if you want to believe it's an accident, I just then don't have the time it is. You know, well, or there was a hack done. But this is just it's interesting because of the fact that TikTok is not a minor social media presence in the United States. It is like the number one social media as far as I can tell, especially with people like under the age of twenty. <laughs> it, it's very popular. You know, if all, you all of a sudden wake up that uh and this goes down yeah you're gonna hear about it oh i it looks like sir gene is texting me that he wants to get in on this conversation <laughs> i don't understand okay um can he wait till friday <laughs> right well that's, i feel like a conversation will be had there is plenty of time for that it's like i don't have it set up to do multi-track uh, on multiple people i mean this is well uh, we're it, a professional show here Cold
0: acid is letting me know on NAS. He says, I wonder what constitutional mustard tastes like.
1: Hmm. I bet you it's spicy Brown. I, it's definitely Brown. It's not white. (laughs) No, not anymore. It's gotta be Brown and it's gotta be LGBTQ. He says, I have money for Bemrose. So I don't know. uh, I mean, this could be something you want to hear. I, well, I do like money. (laughs) I mean, this, uh,
0: Oh, I had one other quote from uh, Mike Gallagher from the house. Uh, I, I, I pulled this one. I liked it. TikTok is digital fentanyl.
1: Ooh. Yeah. One I mean, of I've heard other people of say bill. that. I've heard that. And it's like, that's an interesting way to put it. But I would think that that kind of goes for the internet as a whole. <laughs> kind of. You know, it's like, I don't really see that as just TikTok it's like i don't think TikTok is all that different from instagram well, or you know any that, of that that was that was my
0: point bringing up the TikTok head of public relations or whatever uh was he is his entire argument is you shouldn't ban TikTok because we're no worse than every other social media network and i'm sitting here going i agree with almost everything you say but we should ban TikTok and all other social media networks.
1: At least at for least children people, under, under the age of
0: 25. And that, by the way, I is I, I don't I don't support banning anything in from the government. Uh, for one thing, it, let me, I mean, let me be very clear. I'm going to stay consistent. I don't support what Marco Rubio is doing for the simple fact that I don't think I think that the government is the wrong place to do this. But people need to uninstall these apps. People need to stop. Getting hooked on them. Um, government is the tool that everybody looks to. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have a non government solution, but uh, for your own sanity, if you're listening to this show and you have a bunch of social media apps on your phone, then
1: you don't actually listen to this show. Yeah. And if you have installed TikTok when it first came out and were like, well, that was a waste. I'm never going to use it, but it's still on your phone. <laughs> Delete. Uh, if it's on your phone, then it's been sending data, even if you don't launch it Uh uh-huh that's that's what these apis do now facebook started that a few years ago and a lot of people still don't realize that that is one of the big dangers and again it's not just the information that you're uploading like tiktok it's not just waiting for you to do a video it's always got access to your information i
0: mean if if you browse with the app you don't have to upload videos if you browse with the app then basically everything your phone is doing at that time is actively being sent along with your data, along with your browse requests, et cetera. If, if you're not actively using it, then it just batches up that information and sends it in a burst, like,
1: you know, once a day, but we have breaking news, breaking information. What is this about money for Bemrose? Wait, wait is news broken again? Yes. What is this about money for Bemrose? Do we have Sir Jean? Do Do we? It I says he's not. he says he's connected, but I don't know. It's it's. I'm I'm not hearing anything. I hope not. No, I'm not either. I mean, he's not very good with audio. I mean, I, I know he was I, like the CFO of that audio company when Adam tried to uh, to get that podcasting device no off the failed. ground. The one that didn't work. I mean, that was all Gene's fault, really. Ah, uh, and he he obviously is does not have audio. He is probably going through very very hastily right now through his Motu. And trying to figure out how to set the proper channels to and, get and audio. here you
0: are stalling instead of talking about fusion power.
1: Is, ooh, well, that is the one thing that's going to change the world. We're not even going to need <laughs> energy. I uh, saw know, that. Uh, an uncontrolled fusion reaction would definitely change the world. <laughs> well, it could end it. I saw that and I'm like, this seems to be <laughs> bullshit.
0: But no, what it seems to be is a rare encounter story, which is why I wanted to scoop them like
1: Hagen Oh, yeah. Do people still listen to Rare Encounter? Yes. Well, that's good. All three of them. Somebody's got to listen so I don't have to. It's like, just give me. I'm just kind of like that guy in Congress that's like, I don't want to read the bill to know what's in it. I don't want to listen to Rare Encounter to know what's on it. I just expect somebody will tell me if there's something vital on Rare Encounter. Yeah, something about potatoes. That's all I get. They now do the show weekly on Wednesday nights, though. Weekly. W E A K L Y. (laughs) They've been doing it weekly for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, that's the biggest complaint right there. They there have been doing it weekly. That was a pretty good joke. I'm sorry. It Uh, it must be the cold. Is it delirium setting in? It's been there for a while. Well, that's Uh, not a (laughs) not a surprise to anybody. Here. Okay, so the
0: story on the fusion, honestly, I'm not going to go too deep into it because there's not a lot
1: here. Is No, except uh, headlines on every major news organization like, oh, my God, this is the revolution. And the reaction of the news organizations
0: is really mm, the thing that I thought was noteworthy because what the scientists working on it actually did. And I should have looked up who did this, but Abel Kirby will have it later today uh, is they managed to sustain a hydrogen fusion reaction long enough to emit more power than went into containing it, which is in fact a big step because a fusion, it requires you to compress hydrogen. Hydrogen is the easiest. It's also what happens inside most stars to compress hydrogen atoms and get them so hot and so high pressure that they fuse into helium atoms. And if they finally get that hot, which takes an intense amount of power, and if they finally achieve that and fuse into helium atoms, then they release a ton of power. And the energy is required means that if you do this in any really significant amount and in conditions that are not really, really, really well controlled, what you end up with is a crater instead of your city. But is that nuclear power? (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. It's yeah, nuclear fusion. It's dangerous. Uh, all of the nuclear power we've had so far and all the nuclear bombs we've set off on Earth so far have all been nuclear fission. You take super heavy elements and you split them apart and you end up with lighter elements and a lot of energy and the energy is what you want. The lighter elements tend to be called nuclear waste. It's one of the reasons why environmentalists hate it so much. Getting nuclear fusion, it would be awesome because the waste is helium and water mostly. And generally, I mean, that's effectively no nuclear waste. You can fill your balloons with your nuclear waste. So that's really cool, but the energies required are insane. And so what, you know, what they did was they got a capsule, like the size of a, a millimeter and they fired 190 lasers at it to contain the reaction and to increase the pressure and temperature in the capsule. And when it finally fused, they calculated all of the energy that went into containing it and the energy they got back out was more, which is in fact critical because power plants don't run for very long. If the energy required to start the plant right. is more than the energy you're going to get out of the thing. That so, makes sense. Big milestone. Very cool. Um, they did point out that uh, once you count all of the energy required to, uh, to, Started up and to run the facility and run everything. They still haven't made back. They're still at a net loss. But just the idea of being able to control a reaction and get a net I mean this, I don't want to turn that down. That's awesome. But it's not a power plant.
1: It's not fusion power. It's uh also not very much. Well, it's also in, it sounds like not a mature concept so, yet to where it's like well next year we're gonna have power plants that are using this no no we're looking at 2060 <laughs> so we're all gonna be dead by then uh
0: well and that's the thing uh the story that i had pulled up was uh from the ap so i'm just gonna pull they you know they had the last couple paragraphs you know uh, journalism these days is injecting your own opinion into the last couple paragraphs of an otherwise factual story yes. and calling it news. Uh-huh. So AP's last couple paragraphs, uh, they quoted a university of Michigan professor. Professor is the only thing you really need to know uh, who says, well, if we want to prevent further climate change, we're going to need more diverse options of energy production to deploy. And fusion is included in that. Um, climate change. Of course, the whole reason why, We want this so much is because it's the obvious solution to climate change. Duh. If we want to solve climate change, we just turn on new fusion power tomorrow. The problem is the tech is not coming soon. It's going to take dozens of climate points of no return
1: before fusion power becomes (laughs) a viable power supply. Well, and this is the problem with the people that are like, oh, my God, if we don't do this within X amount of time. We're going to every single time they're like, we're at a point of no return. If we don't shut down the
0: entire economy now, the world will freeze, the world will burn, the world will have storms, whatever it is we have passed. You know, you can count almost every year. Somebody is predicting a climate change point of no return. We're going to have dozens more of those before we have a chance at fusion power. This is this technology. It's very cool, and I'm glad they're working on it. But this is a long way off. This is not a power plant, not even close. And here is my fear. And here's the reason why the story got me a little excited. It's just like battery cars, right? Some statist wonk is going to pass a law and say, well, we need fusion power to fight climate change right now. We cannot. We are all going to die by this Thursday if we don't have fusion power. And the only way we're going to get it is if I pass a law banning all other power sources and forcing the tech market or the tech to market before it's ready. This is what they did with battery cars. I can totally see this happening with anything, anything somebody points to and says that can fix climate change. People are like, well, okay. In that case, we'll just ban all other technologies at gunpoint and we'll bring it to the market before it's ready. It won't be safe. It won't be efficient. It won't be economically viable. And if there's, any justice in the world, then at least it'll be a woke city that somebody ends up destroying (laughs) when an uncontrolled fusion reaction and not somewhere important. Yeah, our producer, NetNed. There are a lot of morons who believe the key to innovation is shutting down all other viable options. It gets on my nerves. Sorry.
1: Yeah, our uh, producer, NetNed, who is out of the Detroit area says, and I quote, the University of Michigan is like Mecca for liberal douchebag jackasses. (laughs) yes i believe so that. i mean yeah that's uh kind of says everything you need to know and all this stuff or at least most of this stuff in theory is a great idea as you said the electric cars great in theory but not if you roll them out when you don't have the ability to charge them it's not good to roll them out when they don't have the range that people need yet yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense if you don't have the capability to charge that fleet of cars with the current electrical grid why you would roll that out because the end result is going to be everybody's going to be stuck at home which oh wait maybe that's what they want well not if we can get fusion power to power the electrical grid duh well then we could just run we could have our own little fusion right in our car and it would never have to gas up ever again i don't
0: see why you know the the socialists in government why don't they just fix everything at once by abolishing scarcity that would be true. That Free resources for all.
1: Well, that's what they want.
0: Well, that is kind of what socialism does. Uh, there is one other update, and this is a sneak peek from Rare Encounter later where they will actually know what they're talking about. But I am getting a steady stream of two. Hey, well, that's front, good. The back your cold acid. Oh, wait, I thought it you were says, talking about any comment on the sensors were, that were that the sensors were destroyed from the reaction too? they they destroyed a significant portion of the equipment in the reaction when they were getting their net gain of power out too.
1: So, so so that's not quite a a viable tech yet. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, not only is it not viable, but the equipment fried while they were testing it. That's, that's a great idea, but let's put it on the headlines of all the news. So people think there is a revolutionary energy that's going to save everybody soon. It's the typical way to go. I mean, it's again, well, Joe Biden was probably the reason he's so great. He's been doing a great job yeah I don't buy it no in facts. fact, I can't believe you said that without gagging I know because of facts <laughs> and uh and figures, and Joey's getting mad that people are pointing out that he's old, which is funny because he is he's old even
0: the people who voted for Biden are starting to go, you know this isn't going quite as well as we
1: hoped. I the, think they were fact- hoping he would be dead by now <laughs> and 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 the alternative is what kamala I mean what you know we have not heard. And maybe I'm just missing something. If somebody can point me to any recent Kamala footage, it's been a long time. It seems since we've really had a Kamala word salad article, which is what you always get if she's saying anything. Are they hiding her in Joey's basement now, or what? Because I haven't seen anything in a while. But yeah, you're right. Nobody wants that alternative to I, to Joey I, being gone.
0: I, imagine for a moment, and you know, then I'm going to go and. Step into the fantasy. Somebody audited the government and started just just went and went through like all the tech companies were doing, and maybe you know let go all of the people who were contributing absolutely nothing and just being a drain on resources.
1: And eh, okay, you know everybody what? would be out of a job. This
0: this isn't supposed to be a fiction podcast, so
1: no, not yet. We may at some point just veer into that lane. It depends uh, when tech gets uh, there. We we kind of do sometimes. There was a story that Apple is finally, here's a surprise finally. for anybody using Apple devices. Apple is finally rolling out end-to-end encryption for their iCloud backups. Which, yes, I, I did read that. Which the only takeaway for me is anybody using iCloud backups up until now?
0: Yeah, I, everything that you have in iCloud right now Apple has read
1: and probably shared with the government. And anybody in between your data and Apple was probably able to see what it was if there's no encryption. Oh, for sure. So there's you, you that. Mean your
0: ISP. Yeah, your ISP's probably read it all too.
1: Uh-huh. Or your boss, if you're if your yeah. thing is sinking while you're at work.
0: Or or the FBI Stingray device that you drive past every
1: day. And I do enjoy the folks and I mean I'm all for having privacy and these devices not being good, good. massively massively spy devices but I always think it's funny when people are immediately like well this is good for criminals now cuz then now these now the law enforcement can't just go to iCloud and get it unencrypted
0: well because they don't have the imagination required to and the mainstream media who have are pushing their agenda will never say all of the other perfectly valid and probably more important reasons why you would want privacy.
1: Yes. That's, that's not really that you are committing crimes. You're like, well, so you're well. then again, that would be on the left. They are all for people committing crimes and getting away with them and not being prosecuted. So it makes sense.
0: No, that depends on, on whether or not they've said anything, uh, in favor of Trump on Twitter.
1: That's true. Or if you're a if you're a DA in one of these areas, maybe. Yeah. Like I if, don't. If have
0: you've ever nice. said anything nice about Trump, then you should be prosecuted for every crime.
1: Right. Not just the ones you committed. Just every crime. Well, if yeah, well, it's a lot easier. It's more efficient there if you could just create two different groups. And it was an interesting breakdown on Bill O'Reilly's program yesterday. And I think he's right that what you have in this country right now. And yeah, no agenda calls it dimension a and dimension B, but the way O'Reilly had it down into two tribes. I'm like, okay, you're talking about two tribes and I can't help, but keep hearing every time he says well, there are two tribes. I'm like, I hear Frankie goes to Hollywood going two, <laughs> two tribes, go to war. And that's like in the background. So it actually made <laughs> the segment better then, because I hear two tribes and my brain's like, Oh, two tribes go to war. But he's like, the one tribe is the one that believes In traditional America, that wants the laws to be upheld, that wants there to be a financial system that succeeds, that wants people to work for what they get, you know, to be able to climb that ladder that you could start at zero and make millions of dollars, as Bill O'Reilly has done.
0: Everything that you just said falls under the category of these are moral people.
1: Yes. (laughs) And the other (laughs) tribe is the one that wants everything handed to them that they don't want to work, that it's not fair if they don't have what the next guy has. And they want to have change because they're not getting that. And they want the handouts and they don't believe that you should have to work in order to succeed. And I'm like, I think that's really, you know, it's, it's simplistic, but it is an interesting way to look at the breakdown between the two sides of America right now.
0: Yeah. And as soon as you said two tribes, I was like, you know, the moment the number two came out, I'm like, this is going to be an oversimplification. Of course there's, but for, for the illustrative purposes of the point and catering to the short attention span of the American viewer, let's call it two.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, you know, it's kind of like, well, we have 4,000 different genders now <laughs> we have to have more different points of view, but it's like, no, that is very simplistic, but it's like, it, it, You know, there's always going to be some outlier at some point, but I think that's true that the people that believe in the traditional America don't want people. I mean, they want people that are really struggling to get help, but they don't want them to be like, well, that's it. That's all you get. You're going to be a ward of the state and we're going to provide you with everything you need for your whole life because most moral people, whether you believe in a higher power or not most moral people i think believe that everybody on the planet has a talent that they can use to better their life and in this country make money doing it and that's what except podcaster well baby no we're helping people right here right now i mean we're not necessarily getting paid for it but we have a talent i mean it's just not a very well paid talent as of yet no. but we're moving <laughs> no, in the right direction
0: Unfortunately. Uh sarcasm is not rare enough as a character trait.
1: It's we're not we do the I show weekly, well. but we don't do it weekly. You know what I'm saying? Nope. This is I'm not I'm okay with that. This is not rare encounter. This is not rare at all. This is grumpy. And yes. we believe that, you know, hey, you work and you don't have to get it handed to you immediately. And we know if you want to keep it in the podcasting realm, we've talked about this. The amount of people that start up a podcast and feel like they should have a million listeners by episode three and then quit because they don't also they don't under- they are us. Right. They also don't understand the system that it's actually work and there's more that goes into it and it's producing a quality show, but it's also marketing and there's a lot of things that go around it and you don't just get handed things. It's just like, just because you're doing a really good show also doesn't guarantee you an audience and it takes work and it takes time. I don't, I don't know if you could point to anybody who is a self-made person. That's like, yeah, happened overnight. I understand where you're coming from, but do you understand the
0: disconnect between you and every single person who was in a, a zero tolerance participation trophy <laughs> yes. upbringing where you were? In fact, if, if you showed up and had your underwear on forward or backward, either way, you got a trophy for it and you got things handed to you and you never had to work for it because everybody needs to get an equal outcome regardless of effort put in. That is in fact how we have raised 30 years worth of human beings in this country. And what we're seeing today in today's society is reaping the rewards of people who don't understand that they need to put in effort in order to get rewards
1: because that was never how they were taught. Well, and the fact that I believe a vast majority of people, if they put the effort in, would prosper so much more than just sit back and let the government give us our subsidies. And that's that's the sad part
0: why people like socialism so much. They don't want to put in any effort right? and they are satisfied with sustenance levels of
1: reward. And you don't have the opportunity to do more. I mean, that's the thing with socialism. It's not like, but, but, but the, the appeal of socialism is not that you don't have the opportunity
0: to to do more. It's nobody does that. That other person doesn't that that other person doesn't it. It is, you know, one of the driving forces be the driving force between cap or behind capitalism is greed. The driving force behind socialism is envy. I don't want to work for what I've got, and therefore, nobody else should get anything more than I do.
1: Right. And then you wonder why those societies that go under socialism just never work. Because nobody wants to do the hard job. Well, they do from the perspective of the people at the top. Well, for those. Now, for the actual citizens who are dying in the streets because nobody wants to be a doctor, because that seems like work. Why should I because
0: you make the same amount of money no matter how much work you put in? Yes. See, also, what, two years ago or so when we started, we we had uh, um, Void Zero on the show and we're talking to him about how much money you make. If you're a a doctor or an engineer or a garbage worker, it says after taxes, it's pretty much all
1: the same for everybody in the Netherlands. It is weird. It's a weird system. I mean, I just don't comprehend how it works at all. And in the long run, if
0: if you don't get any extra benefit for extra work, there's no incentive to do extra work. Exactly. And and if nobody's doing extra work, then the amount of total output, economic output is minimal and you have scarcity throughout your entire society and everybody goes hungry. There are no resources. There's nothing. This this is an inevitable result of the system. But. People are constantly fighting against even the argument that, well, socialism causes scarcity. It, it, it Capitalism is absolutely the best way because it harnesses the human greed to incentivize more economic output. That is why capitalism is good.
1: Socialism harnesses human envy to minimize economic output. And when these governments then track what you're making I mean, somebody like void zero, very talented. He can make a whole lot of money by offering his services to the world over the internet. But if you have to, he just offers them to the no agenda community. Exactly. Because you don't want to, if you doesn't matter, you keep getting paid too much. The government's like, we'll take that. We'll take that. No, that's why you probably won't see a lot of people on Fiverr from socialist countries. I mean, depending on whether or not they can hide their money in crypto or something. It makes sense. It becomes a lot harder to uh, to want to work if you cannot reap the rewards of that work. And it's like all the way up and down the line, whether it's doctors. Do you think Taylor Swift is still touring if the government's taking ninety nine percent of what the tour brings in? No, probably not. Wait, are you now arguing in favor of the government taking a lot? (laughs) Maybe I I, I missed something there. I mean, again, this is the world you live. It's a a different world now. I mean, if. If, if going to socialism
0: means I don't have to hear any more Taylor Swift songs. Well, you don't even have You to might now. have something there.
1: I mean, that's the beauty of freedom is you get to listen to whatever you want to listen to. And, you know, some of the stuff will go away if you're under communism or socialism.
0: I'm, I'm trying to make a sarcastic point. Stop injecting <laughs> rationality.
1: No, no. Rationality is <laughs> good. People need more rationality in the world. That's what we need. Uh, I don't get it rationality or the world so, <laughs> yes okay
0: chrome 108 supports pass keys
1: what i bought is, this one because you were the one who introduced me to pass keys what was oh what was that i'm now i'm blanking on what pass keys was a oh okay gotcha you the little yes, you the, the hardware devices Yes,
0: uh, and this was a big story and a big announcement, and I went ahead and read the Chromium blog post, and I still don't quite understand exactly what they've done. But all of the headlines, and I got this one from Tech Radar: Chrome supports passkeys, um, whatever Which, supporting means.
1: It always so has. I mean, it has because, I mean, I've logged into, the only thing I really use it on all the time is my Google account. So if I go using Brave, or Chrome, which are both using Chromium, obviously, that it supports putting the key in. When you try to go log in, it's like, aha, we don't recognize this device or this browser. You got to put the little hardware key in and then touch it. And then it'll, as long as you say, okay, we'll believe that this is, you know, once it authenticates, keep that in the cache. You don't have to do that every time, but the first time you use it, it does accept. no i don't know that would be interesting if it was like you had to have that security key in in order even to use chrome that would be interesting
0: well the so the the tech radar just says google chrome now supports pass keys for everyone and i i, I was hoping you'd be able to explain this to me but i think this is not going to work uh they are talking the first they start out with a paragraph about how biometric authorization will replace passwords.
1: They hope and so anyway, although it's, yeah, it's there's interesting. a lot of people who really want that. I know that when I just did some, and it's on windows 11, unfortunately my Dell laptop that for the first time after an update. So I don't know if this just came with the latest windows update for windows 11 was, do you want this? to store your biometric data in order to use the fingerprint reader in order to log in rather than using. And uh, and I was like, that's an interesting thing.
0: That's a a disturbing trend, by the way, if, if there is any piece of software that you absolutely have to put ironclad trust in, it's whoever manages your password. And at this point, every single browser, every operating system, every, every app, every, every piece of malware all wants to manage your passwords for you. And I think that's what Google is doing with this. Chrome 108 has, a, well, from the Chromium blog post, once you have a passkey saved to your device, it can show up in autofill. I, or uh, oh, now you can manage your passkeys from within Chrome or within the Google password manager. And again, you know, I don't trust Google as far as I can piss up a cliff. So, I don't want, I, I will never have Chrome or Google Password Manager store all of my passwords. So, I'm not going to be, I'm not the target audience for this. But once you have a passkey saved to your device, it can show up in autofill. Am I missing something? Does
1: that not defeat the purpose of a passkey to save it to your device? Yeah, because the passkey seems like they're talking just a fill inable username password kind of a thing. Where the YubiKey, the hardware keys are just that. They're hardware that need to be in to verify the authentication of the person you're dealing with. Where the concept being that while another person could possibly get access to your username and password, they could possibly get access to even your laptop or desktop. But without that extra little hardware key, that's a little USB key that you plug in. That is unique, and without that, they will not give access to the account.
0: My understanding, at least this is definitely true with the YubiKey as you use it, but my understanding of passkeys, and YubiKey is the example given in every article of what a passkey is. But my understanding is that the entire point to this thing, it's a form of 2FA, a very powerful and secure form compared to others, especially compared to stuff like SMS. But it is, as, as any security measure is, it is extra friction in between you and logging into whatever you want to log into. And everything I'm seeing from this Google blog post is all about convenience. You can now take the something... Stored on your passkey, the the essence of the passkey, whatever that happens to be, crypto keys, I'm not sure, and put it into your Google password manager or the Chrome pa- password manager, and then Chrome will automatically log in for you without a password. This to me doesn't sound like it's improving security at all. And I mean, even even disregarding the part where Google is completely untrustworthy and should never be the people implementing this. How does it improve security to take your 2FA device and store it so that your browser just has it without you having to do
1: anything? does not missing something. No, I mean, it doesn't. Like if this is just replicating that hardware device so you don't have to put it in, that would seem to be uh
0: I did, I, from my, I'm, I might be reading this post wrong. The the post will definitely be, and and the link to the Chromium blog will definitely be in the show notes. If somebody wants to tell me that I've completely misread this, but I I read the Tech Radar story, I read another uh, AP story on this, and I read the the source, the Chromium blog post, and everything about it seems to be talking like the big benefits that it's talking up is you don't have to use password; everything just logs in for you. And I feel like they're entirely missing the point of pass keys. I, I understand that passkeys are touted as a replacement for passwords, but that doesn't mean that your browser just auto logs into everything without you having to do anything because that way lies your computer not being your computer anymore.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting if they're just using something like a Yuba key to, to verify. And once you're into Chrome, because they are saying it is with, the Google password manager. So it's kind of like the, I mean, the password system that I use, you do have a master password. Once that's in, then you, all of your crap is unencrypted for that particular session. Yeah. And and for any of
0: your Chrome extensions to go ahead and just, you know, do anything with you want being fully logged in or
1: pretty much, or any, still any JavaScript where. from a page that just happens to get out of the sandbox which is still nowhere as secure as using the YubiKey the way that it was intended no. to be used. And I it, just feel like
0: like storing and managing your pass keys in your browser sounds like a
1: monumentally stupid idea. And it seems like a pass key, what they're talking about is similar to a password, but different. So I don't, <laughs> you know, I really don't understand what that would be because I mean, if you could set a you know, 50 character password. I don't know what you need a passkey as opposed to how that is different. If it's something that's auto-filling, then what? Because
0: a lot of security people are saying you need two factors of authentication. And then a lot of, of tech enthusiasts who we already have established don't know anything about tech, but really like it, have said, well, if we need a second factor, let's go ahead and make it biometric. And I think that's what people are doing. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's just like you'll be there able was one to other, control your pass keys. Oh, I, don't, I don't get it.
0: There was one other disturbing thing of in this article. Um, and they, it was, it was almost a throwaway paragraph, but it was uh, another feature that, that Google will now support. And it says on desktop, it will let you use a pass key from a quote, nearby mobile device.
1: Uh right. That's the, the Which, whole concept. Okay. How, how, first of
0: all, how are you connecting that? Bluetooth, right there. Bluetooth, right there. Wi-Fi, yeah.
1: Bluetooth, probably. Either okay. yeah, or Wi-Fi. I'm. Oh, I'm.
0: I'm concerned because I'm not comfortable having my devices exchanging passwords behind my back.
1: Yeah, well, that was but one I of know. the latest hacks. Was you know this whole Windows thing they have now where you could sync your phone to it. There are hacks now out for the Windows operating system that are specifically looking for phones that are attached in order to exfiltrate the information on the phones.
0: I am so pleased my desktop doesn't even have a Bluetooth radio right now. It's better. It's better not to be connected. I, I, yeah, I'm just not comfortable with, with these things being connected. And then it says, oh yeah, by the way, it, it will Chrome will automatically detect a nearby mobile device and use pass keys from that. Like that is an exchange that I understand if, if you're, if you're, transmitting uh, you know uh, social media posts or something or or your photos then it seems really really cool to bring up your browser and it just pops up and says we noticed all of these cat pictures on your phone do you want to import them into your facebook or something like that seems incredibly convenient but i don't want these devices to automatically be searching everything nearby, pulling credentials off of them and using that and saying, you don't need a password anymore. Our AI malware is going to log into all your websites for you and you don't even have to be sitting at
1: the computer. Yes. That it, creeps me the hell out. On the uh, nine to five Google uh article on this, it says, and I think this is actually quoting from something else, you can use passkeys to sign into sites and apps that support them signing in with a passkey will require you to authenticate yourself in the same way that you unlock a device. So they're making this into just a different, I guess, two factor authentication. Yes. And it's tying it to the phone, which does not seem as secure. I mean, again, this is a concept. I think that's from
0: the the Chromium blog post, by the way,
1: it could be. This is convenience over anything else. So you create a passkey. It'll store it, and then when you get to that point, you just have to use your fingerprint or something like that to log into any site that will allow, which right now there's a lot, and it is it is worrying because they're usually financial institutions like PayPal and my bank where it's like, do you want to log in with your uh, fingerprint? And- oh, yeah, the, the, log, the blog post did point out how uh, web admins
0: can completely rework their login pages for Cat- passkey support, too
1: which the passkey support would probably be more secure than yeah. your fingerprint, but I don't I'm know. I'm sure
0: all it is, is, is you need to import into your website, this Google ma- maintained module to do a thing, you know, cause that's trustworthy. Well, I mean, let's, this, let's go ahead and modify my website source code to add some Google code to it that I don't understand.
1: Well, this whole thing, well, we're making it more secure, but and convenient. It's like, but those two things don't come together. Those are opposite. Yeah. Security and convenience are not, are not. So you might be onto
0: something. Um, The tech radar had another line that I had forgotten about, which was uh, pointing out that, that this hasn't, you know, Android isn't the first to market with this. This has been in iOS for a while. And I have seen something about how, if you just use your fingerprint to unlock your iOS device, then it will automatically use that as authentication to log into any websites or services that you need.
1: Right. If you set it up to do so, where you're like, okay, yeah. here's that information. So use this, but this again, convenient, which again, feels like it's defeating
0: security badly.
1: Yes. Which I mean, on the other side of that, we had over the last few weeks, more and more coming about out about the last pass hack and LastPass is another is, one of isn't these.
0: Isn't this their, their, 24th or something It's a lot.
1: It does seem like a lot, which I'm glad I use a different system for that, which I've been I'd, using RoboForm and they as far as I know have never been hit.
0: I I'd, I'd like to say that LastPass isn't trustworthy because of their long history of getting hacked, but the one thing that they did very 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 early is they only store hashes right. that are encrypted. They do not have the ability You can take everything in the LastPass's entire internal database and it still does you no good unless you have a user's master password, because right. that's the key to unlock the database. And that is an amazing move that said they can get hacked as much as they want. Now, it's terrible for LastPass's PR. Yes. But but your passwords
1: still haven't been broken, not unless somebody gets your master pass. Right. And that's the same way with RoboForm that I've been using for years. It's and that's, the way
0: that any, any password manager needs to do it.
1: Yes. And that way it is. As secure as your master password, which is again,
0: which is the, written on a on a sticky note on your usually, monitor. Yeah. Usually,
1: yes, or it's <laughs> password one two three four. That's that's tricky, but the A is maybe the uh, and sign or the yeah. S, you know, because like an that. AI would never figure that out. No, no, never. But that's it. It's like a lot of people then go freak out, and it's like, but if it's encrypted, it doesn't really matter. That's why there was. I mean, maybe people are still doing this, but there was conversations back in the day about using usenet groups which are still out there and you can upload whatever you want to these groups and there was a lot of discussion about whether it was ethical or not i always like when it's ethical is it ethical to use usenet is that the question for your backups because if oh. i if i take backups of my files you know i could take all my banking records all that if i encrypt them and upload them to a file up to Usenet. If people can't unencrypt it, then that data is safe, and I can go grab it for a year, two years, whatever the retention is.
0: Well, before I ask, answer the question about ethical. That is clever as hell.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> it's a lot of free online backup right there. It's it, it's kind of an abuse of a lot of trust, is where I would go with it. Yes, definitely. But it it is very usable, especially if you're not storing huge files for certain things if you really just need to be able to grab it get access to it from anywhere in the world that's one way to do it it is one and way here to do i've it. been
0: storing my my encrypted pass- or, uh, ba- uh, encrypted databases in uh, uh, dropbox
1: yeah that's another way to go of course dropbox can get fairly easily hacked which is why anything i put up
0: there is encrypted
1: yes it has to be that's when my uh wife when uh, she was working still at the tile store they had their dropbox that was uh that was hacked and all sorts of fun stuff happened because it was like haha, we have encrypted everything
0: the and- one i i don't remember if Dropbox. i think dropbox was included in this there were a number of file storage uh stories where companies were going out and started scanning the files that are stored google drive for sure does it that they were scanning for objectionable material. Ah, that's, I, I don't remember if Dropbox was included in that, but again, the only thing I upload is encrypted, but the, just something to be aware of. If you're going to be using any kind of cloud storage, Google for sure does this. There, there have been a number of stories about this where they are. Even if you never share it, even if the only thing you do is upload it and then download it again later, They are scanning it and banning your account if they find anything objectionable and objectionable could be if, you know, their, their auto child porn filter detects something and finds a signature, which, um, I I'm not going to recommend anybody upload child porn to Google drive either way and regardless, but the other things that they find objectionable would be things like, uh, the. Uh, well, the example the was the Constitution Barring- of the United States. Yeah, the, uh, sure. <laughs> no, it was the the Barrington Declaration. This was two years ago in 2020 when a bunch of uh, of doctors got together and declared that the vaccines weren't safe before it was big news to anybody outside the no, no agenda sphere. And Google was going through. And if you happen to have that on the drive, they were shutting down your account.
1: Nice. Because you and couldn't correct even, me, it is the the Barrington Declaration is great. Because is you couldn't great, even possibly have it to read it to add some kind of context to it to try to verify no. or not verify. I mean, there's so many reasons why we download a lot of stuff in order to debunk it or to go. This doesn't seem true, but I need to know what they're saying so I can make my case and do a yeah. show. Why I download a lot of
0: PDFs of legislation, and if you can find something more
1: objectionable, I don't know what it is. So this concept of like, well, what's on your drive is going to get you banned. It's like, oh, well, that, that's not a company you want to do business with, but you're right. This is why encrypting everything before you send it to a cloud drive is the way to go. And there's and, no and, reason not to do it. Go download Veracrypt and learn oh, how to use yeah. it. And, and don't don't use like don't right click
0: in Explorer and say encrypt this, right? Because you can't trust Windows. Would you like to use your fingerprint to encrypt? Your,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I would we, not. Yeah,
0: we we've gone ahead and created a password which is stored in Microsoft's cloud in order to you know encrypt
1: this. That isn't a nefarious thing. How do you even have? Is it possible in Windows Eleven to set it up without a Microsoft account? If anybody I, I, knows. I mean, let me know I, I
0: have I have read something that indicates it's not possible. I am skeptical because it feels like it should always be possible. and if I were if I were still testing that software, it would absolutely be the kind of thing that I'd really push for. But I don't know. The reason I don't know is because I sure as hell have never installed Windows 11.
1: right. And you're probably happier for that. I'm still on 10 on the main machine. The laptop from Dell, kind of like Larry's, the XPS 15 I had was a fucking clunker, as was the one Larry bought. And they were different models, which is like two years apart or something, which tells you all you need to know, I guess, about Dell laptops right now. So I figured the same thing. Well, let's try Windows 11 because I don't do anything on the laptop. It was probably the dumbest purchase I ever made a few years ago because I find myself, if I'm not on the desktop, still going to the iPad Pro, which is way easier to use than the laptop. It takes up a lot less space. If I'm doing something where I actually have to type stuff out and do any kind of work that way, I'm not doing it on anything but the desktop. So the laptop was probably not a good thing to even get, but I figured we may as well try Windows 11 out on it. And there, I couldn't find any way around with the update because I didn't have a Windows account on it with Windows 10. But it's like, "Oh, you need to have you need to have that Microsoft account. And no, there's got to be a way." And then you wonder exactly what kind of stuff is being. The main thing is, what are they using that for? And is there some kind of unique identifier that's getting sent out as you surf the web and do your day-to-day stuff that is a privacy issue, which is what everybody should be worried about at this point. I mean, the, the, it's funny to me. Doing a full circle back, if I can, pasaki to the Please don't the TikTok story. You know the amount of data that's being scraped from our lives. It's way more from Apple and Google and Microsoft than it is from TikTok. Oh yeah,
0: they they have us all freaked out about uh, uh, uh malware authors about uh you know, hackers who are going to. You know, steal your data from LastPass or something. the The amount of data that you're losing from LastPass is minuscule compared to the amount of data you're losing to Google, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, TikTok, you know, ByteDance. It, it's the the amount of data you're losing to
1: things you've consented to is yes. orders of magnitude more, and you have no idea that it's even going on. We do have an update from uh, Gene. He thinks his motu may have blown up, which it wouldn't be good for him.
0: I Yeah, well, it won't be good for you on Friday. It doesn't matter to me right
1: now. Oh, that means free show. It means free time. That means I can take <laughs> the day off and just relax and kick back. Well, you're, you're not going to just, you know, go live on Friday and take both parts. Right. I could do that. Like play the reasonable part and play Jean's part at the same time. <laughs> I could talk about playing video games and ordering my food. I'll be like. Okay, everybody. What well, what should I have for lunch? Let's see. Should I well, order? If, should I order a hamburger? If there's,
0: if there's a question, I think I because I saw a couple messages come by on NAS. Uh, there are people who donated to Gene's show uh, because they really liked a two-hour-long video game conversation that Gene and I had.
1: Yeah, Dame Lisa, I think, said that. Yeah,
0: and I I I, I don't. I don't understand that I but I've always been the kind of like I don't do Twitch because I like playing games not watching them not playing with yourself to them, while playing but, games but there are a lot of people who inexplicably like to hear me talk and like to hear Gene talk and like video game ch- I I don't I would have expected that was a niche with like a Venn diagram with the circles in different counties right but who knows there are people who apparently really like that and they were saying uh, oh yeah, we don't I donated to Gene's show for this. And I was reading that going, well, it would be inappropriate for me to say, hey, I was half that conversation. What the hell? Wait but it you is got, Gene's show.
1: You actually got so, half the time on that show? That's rare. Would I got more about? than half the time. Have you ever heard me not talk? <laughs> no. It's just nonstop two <laughs> channels at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that was, yeah, Dame Lisa's. That's was why also, a show with me and Gene makes so much sense because both of us are saturating the channel toward the entire podcast.
1: We're gonna do it for five hours straight. But so uh, But Dame Lisa was also very excited about the uh the rock and roll pre-show mugs that I came up with. I'm like, oh maybe we need that for Planet Rage and for Grumpy Old Ben's and uh, I'm like oh, I need- actually I still have, I have used for two
0: years a mug that one of our grumpy old Ben's producers got me after my, my previous coffee oh, mug, Microsoft very famously mug. broke right. on yes. air. And
1: yes. this mug
0: says grumpy Com. And on one side, it says coffee makes me grumpy. And on the other side, it says I'm grumpy without coffee. And that has been my daily coffee mug
1: for two years now. See, we need a, an official grumpy old Ben's, which means I should probably wash it. One of these days. Maybe I, oh. I finally got a, uh, a special brush just to do that i mean i was always just throwing crap in the dishwasher and then i realized because i like to use the turvis the you know the tumblers for coffee because it keeps it hot longer but i also then realized one day looking at the inside of the turvis even if you wash it oh. every other day it's still like brown there's still like a
0: and i don't well, I, I don't like to drink out of anything that I can't get my whole hand into because right. that's how I scrub it.
1: Right. That's what you almost have to do. So I needed to get a brush that was able to get in there and get the get the crap off of the... And I have uh,
0: big hands, too, which means that I drink a lot of beverages. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. But we the mugs would be cool. Nice, grumpy old Ben's mug. And with the, the concept for the rock and roll pre-show, and it's really the same for every show, thanks to Uncle Joey's economy... The donations are a little bit down and I wanted something it's the mugs. I have had other stuff done, just custom mugs for myself that I made over at Costco and the mugs are still like 12 bucks a piece. And by the time you get them shipped out to me, it's about 15 bucks. And by the time I can ship them to somebody else, it's about 20 bucks. But I'm thinking as a, a nice thank you for people that get over a certain level for the rock and roll pre-show, I was thinking a hundred bucks. You know, just once you get to that level, you get a mug. And that's the only way you can get it. You can't buy them. Grumpy old Ben's could be the same way and get people to to want to donate because then they can get something back. Besides the show, they get a little extra bonus that you can't get anywhere else. And everybody wins. So
0: this plan and and it, this is a cool marketing plan. Um, Would I have to do anything? No, which is. I, know I love this plan. <laughs>
1: this is let's best. do this. This is, this is like a Dilbert com, uh, comic right off the bat. Like, <laughs> so what are my uh, responsibilities with this? Nothing. Oh, I could do I nothing. like this. Let's do it. I yeah. can do nothing. Yeah. I can do nothing better than most. Gene is now no. reinstalling his driver from the mode. Oh my God. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, hold, let's, let's hurry up and get off the air. Yeah, I know he gets his stuff fixed. We do have a few the, people. The last, thing that, the last thing I have is, is a, a piece of tech
1: fluff about chat GBT. Ooh, you want to thank a a few people first, then get to that.
0: Yeah. And then in, you know, 60 seconds, we can get back to.
1: So it's right. It's pretty much because the, the list for today's show kind of goes like this. It's our buddy, Srini, Srinivas Murti, $10 and one cent, which is always smart. Because if somebody else comes in at $10, ha, you've beaten them. That's the price is right technique. Uh Uh-huh. You always get just, and you don't want to see the beautiful thing here is there is no going over price. You know, we we will accept donations into the thousands, and we appreciate that. Sereni, no note. Our buddy, Sir Truck Driver, coming in with his five dollar monthly donation. That guy always think about him when the weather gets crappy, and I look outside. You know, I used to be worried because the wife worked forty five minutes away, and when it was snowy, that was crappy. But now she works a mile away, so she's safe. Yeah, and now now
0: imagine your your employer sending you three states away. Uh huh. In order to have a 20 hour layover, just because and then you're like, uh, by the way, this came from NAS where I was reading the, the, the ranting and lamenting, uh, have your employer send you three States away on a crap load because they have a load that needs to come back the other direction. And that was <laughs> the only thing, but it required a 26 hour layover in some snowy truck stop crap hole.
1: That's a lot of time to listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, and the, and and uh, post on NAS, and uh, you know, to send your data to China via TikTok. Oh well, I don't think Sir Truck Driver does that.
1: We send him lots of good road karma, though, because people yes. are dicks.
0: People- Man, I the the one thing that I learned a long time ago: uh, when you're on the highway, be polite to the big trucks. It's you know, not just because they, these guys have, this is their day job. They have to be out here all day and they've got a hundred people a day being total assholes cutting them off. And so they don't need that from you, but there's also the more important practical part where, um, they will, will try as hard as they can, but sometimes
1: physics is going to turn you into a pancake yeah. if you cut them off too much. Yes. Those things do not stop fast when the weather's bad. Be courteous. Come on, it's not that hard. Our buddy Brian Hall also coming in with his two ninety three a month. That's been coming in for a long, long time. We do have some grams as well. And uh, Servo is just pointing out in the troll room that Taylor Swift is going to direct her first feature film for Disney, which means we need socialism. That uh, Kid Rock was right. Kid Rock <laughs> from the moment Taylor got into politics which which it was not long ago was one of these races out of tennessee she had been very politically neutral not saying anything up until that point that he said she wants to make movies and if you're not a woke douchebag, paraphrasing but you know kid rock i'm probably actually toning it down a little bit in order to work he's not a woke douchebag no just a douchebag (laughs) kid rock is not he is a nice guy. I hear, I hear from people, multiple people that know him. Oh, I've never met him. I'm just, you know. But supposing. he was right that Taylor, you have to play the woke game, otherwise you can't get movies made in Hollywood. And he's like, she wants to make movies. I was assuming when he said that he meant she wanted to be an actress, but no, she wants to direct and get movies made. So that's I, the same I thing. Wish
0: her luck but it's Hollywood and it's Taylor Swift. And the combination of which does not make me want to watch.
1: Exactly. Well, unless she was in it in, in scantily clad outfits, that's a totally different kind of movie. And those aren't always made in Hollywood. That's true. Usually someplace, uh, a little further out of the, uh, of the range, but we have three different booster grams from Carolyn Blaney of the hog story. Blames. Wow. She is a, is she boost just, a gram and mama. She is. She is real, real heavy on that, that boost button. He says, re, black adder yes watch this it also stars rowan atkinson so were we talk i think maybe last week were we talked about black adder maybe did we i don't know i think so it was mentioned somewhere either that or it was on uh that show with gene but i'm not really sure i well i i don't know that i've ever watched black
0: adder so i don't think i would have had much to say about it i have not and either. i know that i should i'm well aware carolyn i know that
1: i should watch it and she also says yes she is looking forward to rare encounter tonight at 7 p.m eastern i'm like are you ill with is, with it, that host that
0: was on uh, on Behind the Schemes last week? Behind the Schemes lavish
1: lavash. lavash. Uh, Abel
0: Kirby was on. Behind oh, the schemes was he? Last week. Yeah. Wow. In fact, uh, when right before this show, that was what was on the stream. I was listening to it. I tuned in. And if Doug hadn't said this is Behind the Schemes, all I hear <laughs> is Abel Kirby talking for like six minutes straight.
1: Nobody, no other voice popped up. did somebody have to go Bemrose or what? I don't know. maybe he did. I'm not sure it's possible or, or I'm, saying I'm not sure now if Bemrose is having to urinate or talking too much, or maybe it's talking while urinating. Well, that happens and then Carolyn had another one saying, exchanging passwords between apps. should we all just be constantly changing our passwords? Well, yes, well, according to your i.t manager, yes, always change it. I mean, I love. On Windows 10, that I have my system set up to where it doesn't require a password when it reboots because I figure if somebody gets into my house and I haven't shot them, well played on their end, and they <laughs> they can have access to whatever they want. But every so often, it's like on a reboot, you must reset your password. This password has now been too old; it's expired. Oh my god! And I keep putting the same password in, and it, it doesn't. That's a, yeah, and it just lets you do it. So it's like, what's
0: the point? So that has been a a windows optional policy that you can set via active directory servers forever if if you are part of a corporate domain then the dudes named Ben in the charge of the corporation can set policies and the the one at microsoft when i was there was it, it was hardcore it was like every 30 days you must change your password They had minimum complexity requirements, which um, back then meant the obnoxious and ineffective practice of saying you have to have symbols and letters, uppercase, lowercase and numbers, et cetera. And they stored your last 48 passwords. You could (laughs) not use any of them. Wait, storing those passwords. That's not good.
1: No, no. It's the hash, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe if not you're like you're just building a but it was definitely password. it
0: was definitely stored at the domain controller because wiping my system out which i did once a day when when you're working on the
1: operating system that's a thing uh did not allow me to change my password to use those damn what a bunch of dicks and we do have a ten thousand satoshi boost from sir net that says i boost grumpy old ben specifically so i don't have to podcast <laughs> is, there, is there? Do we have a rule that if you don't boost us, then you have to do a podcast? Is that? I feel like we should institute this rule now. It seems fair. Along with the mugs, it'll work out really well. Uh,
0: I had one more that came in yesterday. I think. Uh, I don't know if you saw this from, Eu
1: Eufrosinos. Okay, I I I I will I will back it up here. Yes. Yes, euphrocynos. Yes. I just, it was, I, I saw it pop up. I needed to make sure that this person got noted, even if I'm not exactly sure how one pronounces that. I'm assuming Gitmo Dixie's as ITM from Gitmo Dixie's got to be a far south. So probably in a nice warm place. unlike uh, yes,
0: yeah. nice warm place that that's a lot warmer than this room and probably also
1: has mosquitoes. How has your wife not shot you yet? If it's 54 in the house,
0: because she's. She's in her office with a space heater and a cat. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. A good well, the space cats heater always end up where, where the space heaters are.
1: Yeah. And the little Vornado one we bought is doing a nice job. I'm su- I was kind of surprised because, we again, the room we're putting it in where we watch TV is open. You know, so it's very hard to keep the heat in. But if you point it into the corner where you're sitting, it kind of just kind of keeps the air where you want it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like the vaulted ceilings in this room, but they're not exactly ideal when you're trying to heat the space. No,
1: that would be bad.
0: But if you want we, to the help... The wood stove keeps the whole thing nice and steamy, but... Oh, uh, yeah, then you got
1: some fans space, on, Space heater cannot around. really
0: compare.
1: No, no, it's not going to give you the same bang for your buck. But if you want to keep us warm here on Grumpy Old Benz, go to grumpyoldbenscom slash donate and do one of those things. It's appreciated. So what else so, you got?
0: Uh, the headline, this headline came from petapixel.com, which I've used before, but they're not. Uh, anyway, um, just love this headline. So I had to bring it. Uh, this also, by the way, came in my notes. It's under the category, the non-story of the week. Nice. Um, AI warns that photographers may be put out of a job because of AI.
1: <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> so a um,
0: little self-serving. But, uh, what happened was somebody whose name I forget and didn't think was important enough to put in my notes, asked chat GPT. Are you, if you're familiar with that?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's the thing that everybody's writing about. Yeah. Everybody is
0: going crazy about chat GPT. I've been trying to avoid it, but you know, I had to bring it up because chat GPT, it turns out is woke, but (laughs) somebody AI is woke. Yes. I'm getting to that. So somebody, this artist, I'm not sure asked. ChatGPT, humans, do humans have anything to fear when it comes to text-to-image AI generators? And I wanted to read you some quotes that came out of ChatGPT because these made me chuckle. It is important to note that these AI image generators are still in their early stages of development, and it's difficult to predict exactly how they will be used or what impact they will have on the economy and the job market. Which is a lot of words to say nothing. Yes. Um. It's important for society to carefully consider the potential implications of these technologies and develop appropriate guidelines and regulations for their use. Regulations? So ChatGP has been trained by statists. <laughs> hey, it's been
1: reading the writing on the wall.
0: It's, yeah. Why? Why would an AI default to wanting to regulate something before
1: it's even a technology? Because it's dangerous technology. It can create yeah. things that don't exist and people are it, dumb. And they believe it. Because it. it's been trained by people people whose religion
0: is government and who think oh you know people are bad and ai is bad but government they can do no wrong yeah okay well you uh, we have, know we have, we have a word for those people they're called morons
1: well you know, how, many, how many writers do you think if they had the ability to pay like well who even if you have to pay the ability to have an ai just write all your shit for you they'll never get to write anything again it's just like I'm, i'll take the money I'll take whatever my bosses are paying me to churn our, our churn out articles. It's like, how are you going to know that an AI ain't doing somebody's work? And let's be honest. I, AIs are going to be able to replace most people real quick. Well, most people, maybe I, if I want
0: good writing, I don't think chat GPT is going to do it. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Oh, if, if text to image AI generators become advanced enough to significant, by the way, it, there's, there's a theme here it's using a lot of words and it's sounding like a goddamn corporate memo or press release yes
1: yeah, so it's unlike but, the eliza systems of the olden days where it was like what do you think about that
0: no this one is just it. like it feels like they trained the whole thing by feeding it a bunch of of corporate memos and press releases it can just, i ask one simple question though
1: no <laughs> can I, ask? I don't believe you can <laughs> that may be that may be the case but my uh query would be is the chat um, AI more eloquent or less eloquent than Kamala Harris?
0: That's a tough one. See, uh, but but it might sound like uh, it might sound like Harris. If text-to-image AI generators become advanced enough to, to significantly disrupt the market for creative work, there may be a need for new policies and programs to help support artists and other creatives. Ah! So, ChatGPT is a socialist.
1: This might. be have been written by Kamala Harris. Yes. We need to be able to swoop in. This is, was like the concept of what well, we need to swoop in and save the, uh, the buggy and carriage makers because we have automobiles. Now we have, to, yes. we have to keep them afloat because,
0: and that's what it is. It's, it's, you know, uh, the economy moves on and industry becomes obsolete, but we have heavy, high lobbyists and a lot of money. So let's buy some politicians who introduce legislation to keep our business model alive even though it's failing you don't have to go to buggy whips go look at the
1: the recording industry yeah look at Uh, look at everything i mean you're soon going to be able to just type it well one you might be able to let the ai write your script and then it'll create the visual for the movie and it never once you don't need an actor you don't need a writer it'll just be there
0: and and it'll be a crappy movie which admittedly you know disney is probably looking into this as Trying yes. to improve their offerings. Yeah. Some possible solutions could include implementing basic income programs, providing government grants and subsidies for artists, and creating new education and training programs to help creatives develop new creatives, develop new skills and adapt to changing
1: market conditions. Did I say socialist? This uh-huh. AI is communist. Uh-huh. Because the people that write the good songs will no longer rise to the top. It's ridiculous.
0: So Somebody asked, you know, what is the future of AI? They asked an AI and an AI came up with the fucking communist manifesto. That should worry everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I'm not sure about this. Anyway, my experience reading through this is that the the text that chat GPT is emitting is a really wordy gibberish, mimicking words, but having no meaning is most of it kind of like a Journalism. like what a six-year-old would say or a Hollywood screenwriter right
1: or, or a new New York Times editor right or a journalist that needs to get you know a story that they have really one little line and they need to make it seem like it was a long expose
0: so the question originally asked was uh, are photographers going to be put out of business I don't think photographers have that I've, I've seen a lot that comes out of the the cray or whatever the fuck it's called um I don't think photographers have anything to worry about at least not until AI figures out how many fingers go on a hand
1: <laughs> right consistently. But
0: journalists might be in danger and Hollywood screenwriters could have a problem because this kind of stuff it sounds exactly like what you would get out of uh, a, a an Atlantic article.
1: Gobbledygook woke speak. Yes. If you want more of that, come tune in to ai.cooking you Oh out I had one more it. one more really long passage and this is ChatGPT on Google passkeys. Really?
0: <laughs> yes. Wow. Some somebody asked ChatGPT, well, okay. Somebody asked ChatGPT uh well, it this is from a Reddit thread and somebody asked the Reddit thread um how do I convert my website to use these pass keys? And somebody else posted this answer and it came out later in the thread that they had fed it into ChatGPT. GPT. So I was going to read that to you. First, you'll need to decide on a passkey implementation strategy. This will likely involve using a combination of salted hashing and encryption to store and verify passkeys, the user's public key on your server securely. Next, you'll need to update your server side code to support passkeys. This will likely involve changes to your user authentication and password reset processes. Finally, you'll need to update your user-facing documentation and interfaces to reflect the changes and inform your users of the new system. This will likely involve updating your sign-up, sign-in forms, and password reset forms or instructions. Overall, the process of supporting passkeys will require some careful planning and development. Still, it can ultimately improve the security of your system and provide a better user experience. Damn, that's pretty good. That was a lot of again a lot of words for yeah you're going to have to change some code. Yes. <laughs>
1: but that's exactly if you go to a Dilbert comic that's exactly I it. I know. And that's the thing it's
0: it, this is this is wordy wordy gibberish that uses a lot of words to say nothing. The the thing's I really noted about that is the paragraphs start with first next finally and overall and each paragraph has two parts. The second one
1: starts with this will likely. That I mean That was kind of a key off, but. But they understand for writing in a technical manner, there is a form you have to follow. This is going to replace
0: the high priced Silicon Valley consultants who explain how to convert your front end, because you can pay a consultant a lot of money and they'll come back and say, you need to update your server side code to support passkey's.
1: No, you're still going to the use as many words to do it, but they're just going to type it into the AI. And yeah, that's what they'll do. <laughs> this is, but this is the perfect job for guys like us. <laughs> you know, you get the consulting question, you put it into the AI and you return the AI's answer. All you're oh, doing is cutting and pasting. I question wonder how answer. many podcast scripts are going to be generated by this thing. Uh-huh. Question answer. There you go. And then read this one, obviously. No. And then <laughs> read by an AI that you don't know is an AI, which is really. Are you talking about Gwiff again? It could be. Gwiff is a very highly polished AI. AI. But for people who write, I mean, especially now, if you're a very popular author, if you're a Stephen King, then the cost of getting your book converted into an audiobook is not out of the question because you're making a lot of money. For smaller authors, most don't have audiobooks because It costs a lot of money to so get. Or decent, you read it yourself. Right. And now, can, can you imagine listening to this voice for
0: the length of an audiobook? Yes.
1: but now if you can have an ai it it would trigger me or if the ai could even just take a voice and change the voice so you could just narrate it and then it's like you sound like james earl jones or morgan (laughs) Freeman instead be like hell yeah i want that that'd be great on your phone too can you imagine that app where you could just talk to somebody live and you sound like james earl jones
0: I want, I we've, we've discussed this before and I described, I want that app and I want to be able to sound like Larry Blydner when I'm talking to people.
1: Ah, yeah. Mr. Velvet, (laughs) that Larry show celebrating its sixth year.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that's a really long run for a solo podcast. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's a really good podcast and it is. Everybody should be listening to that Larry show, that Larry com. Tell Larry we sent you and he'll only charge you twice as much for whatever it is <laughs> yeah but we will be or- back here on uh next wednesday the 21st the week of christmas coming up hope everybody's got their uh, list checked and are, are we doing a show on christmas on the christmas day yeah it's the uh, sunday just just say no no not we aren't okay, doing good. It, you know? excellent i mean did you need to just double check that like is there a special Grumpy no. old bands. I mean is that what's coming up after why No Real? Agenda cuz I'm assuming No Agenda is doing a live show cuz stick-
0: actually I believe Phoenix and Phoneboy have the slot right after No Agenda on Christmas Day. They're like we they, want
1: be on on which, Christmas. Which is
0: which is funny cuz neither one of them is particularly
1: Christian. But Which uh, makes a sense why? You're like, "Well, what oh wait, you there's why is nobody on the stream? I don't understand. Where are people?" I they, there's something going on today we yes. don't understand. Is it the Super Bowl or something. I don't quite get it. Oh, that's right. There's bowl games going on that day. That would be true too, but yeah. there is. I believe. I mean, I haven't heard saying otherwise. So I believe there will be a live no agenda, which means there probably will be also a live rock and roll pre-show and a live two-hour folk hour with Fletcher and Pfeiffer. So tune into the and, no agenda stream on Christmas. Get and, your and, Christmas and let me goodies. know
0: if you if you need a co-host for any of those, because um, I will probably not be
1: available. Right, I will not be around, but you'll be here next Wednesday for this show. That's the plan, unfortunately. Maybe it'll be warmer than 54 degrees, but people will have to. You know, I might do in. something really wild and crazy and start my wood stove. Woo! At least your wife might not throw you out of the house then, although it may be warmer outside. So it's hard to say whether that would be good or not. With that it's, said, I am Darren O'Neill, coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside of Chirac, where it's cold, but I don't have a wood stove or a cat.
0: And from America's Left Coast, where I will be ranting on Christmas, I'm Ryan Pemrose. Somebody needs to record that.
1: oh that's right the two-hour folk hour is rusty apples a totally different guy than fletcher
0: what what i'm sorry corroded bottoms what